It's the Blue Zone Movie Podcast, featuring a rotating lineup of Blue Zone personalities and in-studio producer Luke Winters. Get ready. Lights, cameras, action. What's going on, you gruesome SOBs? We are back. It's the Blue Zone Podcast. We've got a lot of folks with us today. I'm going to let them take care of the introductions. I'm going to sit back and watch them work. Hello, I'm TC. Well, hello. I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Rob. I'm, yeah, Luke. Hey, what's up? And Luke, of course, is our, everybody say it with me, in-studio in producer. producer. TC, right. I noticed you didn't say it. What the hell? In-studio producer. That's right, TC. you got to recognize the power of the in-studio producer. I do recognize it. <laughs> Very good. What's, what's going on, everyone? Good stuff, I hope? Oh, you know. Same sure. Old, yeah, it's great. Stuff. It's great. <laughs> All right, hey, we have a new, uh, a new uh, presence here in the studio today. Our buddy Rob is here, and we mainly brought Rob in because he's the one person out of our group who went to see the new movie starring Steve Carell and uh, Tina Fey. So we wanted to get the rundown from him on whether or not it was worth our time and our money because God knows we work really hard for our money. Tell me. About yeah. It. Well, my first comment is three point st- three point four stars. Question mark. I don't know. 3.4 stars out of four? Out of four. Oh. Is that your rating or a rating you no, saw? No, that was the rating that lured me in. Oh. And what mm. did you, when you left the theater, what, what was your rating? I would say, I would give it probably a 2.5. 2.5 out of four. Half. Out of five. Out of five. Oh, 50 percent. Oh, okay. So that's not a marginal rating. general consensus, I think. According to Rotten Tomatoes. In theory, if you put those two talents together, it should be hilarious. For for so many people to come back and say it's average is disappointing, in my opinion. But Steve Carell can only be Steve Carell. So that's what it is? It's just a, a vehicle or like a bland vehicle? It's a uh, it's, it's a Get Smart Light. Oh, oh God, really? Get Smart was pretty crappy. That doesn't sound... I'm I'm not convinced on it, the the theory that it should work with those two people in it because I'm not sold on the hilarity of Tina Fey because I think Thirty Rock is probably the most overrated show, especially for comedy on television. What and about Mean Girls? The Office. Well, Mean Girls was hilarious. <laughs> not not the movie. The texture. <laughs> Almost everybody on Thirty Rock is funnier than her, in my opinion. I mean, well, she's the straight woman, isn't she? she yeah, she plays the straight person but really the only person funny on 30 rock is tracy morgan and i don't think he's that funny after more after seeing cop out oh my god i think we complained about that one already but that was dismal dismal <clears throat> but would you get a 50 percent i would not give it 50 i wouldn't give it 10 percent i believe so, I, oh, sorry sir well go ahead go ahead sir I was just going to say, so back to date night. Sounds like none of us now have plans to watch it. Before we go back to date night, I'm going to say what I was going to say. Because yeah, if, if, what I if figured. If we go back to date night, then there's no point in me saying this. Uh, the ground, um, speaking of cop-out, don't forget, if you friend uh, Blue Zone Films on Facebook, just search Blue Zone Films. Blue Zone is one word. You can read our review of cop-out and a lot of other movies, as well as stay up to date on our news and see our new uh, web film projects. Now let's go back to Blind Date or whatever it's called. Date, <laughs> date Night. Date Night. Blind Date Night. The new was movie with date night. and Basinger just came out this week. <laughs> it's called Blind Date, and we're going to talk about that right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, Rob, would you recommend this movie at all, ever, and under any circumstances? I would give it a whopping one for a $1 Redbox rental. Most certainly ask. well worth the dollar. I don't know that it's well worth the seven. <clears throat> Thank you. Weren't you saying for $7? Seven. No, seven dollar rental. Actually, I saw it for seven dollars at the <laughs> drive-in with mm. Percy and the Lightning Thief. Ah, Percy and the Olympians. How, did you like that? Because I, I actually am probably the only other person in this room that did see that one. Well, seeing Pierce Brosnan as a centaur was most certainly some a sight to be seen. Good-looking guy, Pierce Brosnan. Here he's hung like a horse. that our podcast finally goes in that direction <laughs> and it's Sarah it was, that does it. It was classy and elegant. It's called Blue Zone. Come on. Oh, man. <clears throat> we just blue Zone the because blues. we love <laughs> What? <laughs> he said you've just entered the Blue Zone. Uh, <laughs> shocking. Shocking. Another thing we wanted to talk about, something that's going to be up on the fan page, uh, but it's not there yet, is uh, a bunch of us got together this week and watched what we considered be a fantastic film i'm gonna go out on a limb and say of all the films we've been watching for the past i don't know what what is it, a year and a half now or so <laughs> it's been a while Rough, roughly, feels like forever huh it does it i mean it started so long ago it feels like that is probably in my top three movies we've ever watched together i agree fantastic film i liked it too but i haven't seen all those other ones i think i'm glad i haven't because well, because it was really good. Now we can, I guess we could reveal the name of the film, so our uh, seven subscribers could uh, <laughs> jump into action and watch this movie themselves. Uh, the movie, of course. Well, hold on. Before you say that, I like Ooh. to think that these seven people get like thirty of their friends together to listen to the blues. <laughs> I'm sure there are grand podcast that, broadcast I was parties. At a party last night, and there is a guy named Dave Stoller, who is like our biggest fan. He, he watches all our movies on uh, the website. He's downloaded the podcast and has listened to two of them. And But as soon as he gets, like, two drinks in him, he becomes, like, the greatest hype machine in the world for Blue Zone. He seriously went up to everybody at the party and grabbed me with one hand and pulled me over into the conversation and then pointed at the other people and said, have you been listening to this man's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and he did it so many times. Yay, Dave! Yay, I like Dave! This, I like this Dave Soller. So. Yep, so we, our hats are <laughs> Thanks for being Dave a fan, Stoller. Dave, because I'm sure you're going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's a great guy. Um, have we teased this long enough? Yes, we, yeah, we teased it for so long that I forgot we were even, talk, we were even talking about it. And yeah, you're well, not even drinking. I'm not even drinking. The movie we're talking about right now, of course, is the director's cut of Mel Gibson's Payback. And the director's cut, it is important that that distinction is there. Because I remember being a young high school Luke seeing Payback in theaters, and my reaction was, eh. And I was at first very disappointed that it wasn't the original theatrical version we were watching because you wanted to have that same great reaction again well i was even though i had that reaction it had the voiceover in the original film had probably my favorite line of any movie i've ever seen with mel gibson saying if she'd stop hooking i'd stop shooting people maybe we were aiming too high (laughs) and that's a great line that wasn't in the director's cut so i was pretty pissed off when we started watching it the whole voiceover was gone all the voiceover was gone. Think uh, Blade Runner revamped. 
And we learned by watching one of the documentaries on there that pretty much the last third of the movie was re was rewritten. It was totally different. I know some people at the party last night uh, were very surprised that Chris Christopherson's character was t was totally out of the, out of the film. Um, but if you like a good uh, action slash revenge kind of very dark '70s sensibility, like a kind of cryptic kind of dark crime revenge drama, I guess I would describe it. And if you, if you uh, with good music, movie, check this one out. Good music. And Great Facial Expressions by Mel Gibson. <laughs> yup. <laughs> we were dying. He was cracking us up. Um, and, I, and I went into that movie with uh, kind of against Mel Gibson just because in real life I, I thought he was kind of, a, kind of annoying in his, his, the publicity stuff he was doing for his last movie. I sort of thought I was tired of him. Hold on. Was, did you get tired of him the minute he started doing movies about Jesus? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I did not. I got tired of him when he, he became so confrontational about – silly things that he's done in the past when people ask him about things and he sort of blows up at them. Mm. He said some controversial things in the past couple of years, Luke. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm a big Mel Gibson fan. Mm. Always will be. So. Did this bring you back, Brian? It brought me back, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so you're going to rush right out and see that one that looks like a <clears throat> lifetime film? No. All right. So which, I would kind of be your that? target audience for this. Harrison Ford's Oh for, yeah, for this, I this get them because, because I'm sort of in the middle on Mel Gibson. I don't really find him to be exceptional or or not exceptional. I find him to be middle of the road. I think this would change at least tilt you in the direction of him being worthwhile watching this movie. All right, well I'll take your advice. Maybe I think I'll you'll really uh, like it. Maybe I'll borrow it sometime. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well then, maybe I will just watch it on one of your TVs while. <laughs> <laughs> You'll bring over a copy, even though we do have one. That'll be good. Rob, you have any thoughts on Mel Gibson? Um, absolutely not. All right. He's been no He's stoic. time on him. Stoic on Mel Gibson. Yep. Exactly like me. Very stoic. <laughs> you may not know this from listening to the podcast, but Rob is towering over all of us, even Sarah. And Sarah's a, a woman of impressive stature. When Rob, uh, when he pops out his chest and stands straight, He's like a foot taller than I am. You mean the front of his chest? Yeah, the front of his chest, which, of course, <laughs> as opposed to the back of his uh, chest, the, the which we established earlier this evening is your back. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought us back, full circle back to that. All right. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was tasked with the heavy responsibility of keeping us all up to date on two particular film projects. Oh, do we have news? We have news on both film oh, projects. Great. Oh, man. Well, just, just to let you know, I was tasked with letting everybody... Uh, no, any updates on the status of the new movie American Pie for American Reunion and the new Smurfs <laughs> project. <laughs> Tell so. us, Brian, bring us up to date. I'm especially interested in the Smurfs because I've been having blueberry milkshakes in the morning. <laughs> With real Smurf added. All right, well, here's we're going to do the Smurfs then first, uh, for you, just for, for you because I know you're excited. I found out that there is a director of the, attached to the project. His name is Raha Gosnell. <laughs> and you, you're probably familiar with some of his work. Um, he, of course, was the uh, man who brought us classics like Beverly Hills Chihuahua oh. and both Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, darn it. Uh-huh. Oh, this any, is terrible any, news. Any, any word on Brainy Smurth, who the actor is going to be for that? Let me see. Brainy Smurth? But this is terrible news. 
This feel, my heart sinks a little bit after hearing is. that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, bro. Oh, wait, I changed my mind. Oh, <laughs> ye of little faith. Apparently he's never seen Beverly Hills Chihuahua or the Scooby-Doo movie. I know these underground... It's, it's, it's hard because these are underground successes, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Filming is underway in New York City. Because of this, Sony Pictures has... Um, issued a press release announcing various key roles from the film. Uh, as we announced previously, NPH, Neil Patrick Harris, um, Jema Mays, Sophia Vergara, who is on, from the TV show uh, Modern Family. Uh, okay, yeah. I know who that is. Very exotic yeah, yeah. looking. Um, and Hank Azaria, they play the human roles. Azaria is uh, playing, of course, Gargamel. Right. Harris and May stars an expected couple whose lives are turned upside down when the Smurfs cross over from the magical village into New York City. Oh, God. It's not what? Like in the Wait, what just Smurf happened? Town. It's, it's <laughs> they come to New York. <laughs> Smurfs We're in totally the city? This news. <laughs> is this like... This is like time warp. Wait a second. So Wait it's going to be so cartoons in real life mixed. It's going to be like Song of the South, except it's <laughs> Smurfs in the city. It's, it's going to be like... Crossover with Carrie and all the girls from Sex and the City. Yeah, the Smurfs wearing high heels and good stuff. Oh my God. The voices of the Smurfs <laughs> themselves we have Anton Ye- uh, Yelchin as Clumsy Smurf, Jonathan Winters as Papa Smurf, Katy Perry as Smurfette, Alan Cumming, who we were excited about um, from the GoldenEye movie, he's Gutsy Smurf. What? And <laughs> Fred Armisen, who is Saturday Night Live. Is Brainy Smurf? Oh, wait, who was Brainy? That's the guy who played Obama, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, the white guy who played Obama. And the multi-talented, think so. triple threat George Lopez is playing Grouchy Smurf. Oh, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever. Do you guys know Gutsy Smurf? No. Who was it again? Gutsy. Gutsy. Oh, 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 I, I thought it was Handy. Oh, I, I don't. I don't remember the Smurfs. Much at all. It's good to know we, we haven't heard from Jonathan Winters since Morgan Mindy, so uh, <laughs> he must have just gotten out, I think. Well, don't forget yes. that myself and the other two people in America that went to see The Shadow, the movie The Shadow of a Senior, we saw him in that. <laughs> and and what was the last Smurf's name? Go- Grouchy. Grouchy. Grouchy um, that's a dwarf. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is a dwarf. Well, all the Smurfs so are they getting really, really confused here? Are they just well, throwing in new wait, guys? Did, did, did you mention Handy? I think it was a union issue between the uh, dwarfs and the So Smurfs, there's no Handy? So. Well, they haven't Smurfs. named him yet. This is crazy. I don't know. This is this this whole thing it's is crazy. This is this has turned my like my previous my previous uh your enthusiasm? My enthusiasm for this has been turned upside down. There's no way this is coming out as a good project. It hurts my heart that that I killed your enthusiasm for the project by bringing you this news. Well, this this wasn't even the it's news that you job. brought was was only slight to the the news that the plot was actually them being in the city now. That's terrible. Now, the good news is it's going to introduce Smurfs to a whole new generation of young people. You're right. And my Smurf collection is bound to go up in value. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, know you the have Smurfs one? Just oh, celebrated man. like their fiftieth anniversary of being in existence. Smurfs are evidently around in Germany for like a long time before we even knew about. I them. don't think it was Germany. They wasn't were French. It? Like French. Dutch. They were Les Strom. I thought they were Dutch. They might be Dutch, but they're Les Strom. No oh. <laughs> All right. If I if I Them were to tell you that the film opens next August, you're now totally up to date with the news of the Smurfs. If if 
there is no other news available for this project because I've been that um, particular hunting things down. So right now, you, for listening from listening to this podcast, you know everything there is to know about this movie right now. <laughs> So We're on the cutting edge, at least. You're more than I ever wanted to. Thank you, Brian. Luke, the welcome. more you bring us, the less we like it. So I don't know. Well, I can't help that. I just report well, that, the news. That's not true Very in my balanced. case. I don't have any opinion on it. Man. More so than I did before. Because well, I'm not going to see it, and I don't. A movie yeah. that you do have an opinion on. American, American Pie 4. American Pie 4, American Reunion. I just have one little tidbit. Um, the one little sliver. The Harold and Kumar. Have, a, have signed on to write and direct American Reunion and therefore are abandoning their um, Harold and Kumar Christmas movie. They've hired a, a, someone to direct somebody to direct it in place of them. Because they're focused like a laser on American Reunion. That's interesting that the directors are quitting to do American Pie 4 because Cal Penn, who plays Kumar, is actually quitting his job at the White House to play Kumar again. So I guess mm. things go full circle there in Hollywood. I guess they That's do, strange. buddy. Yeah, so that director, I mean, this is the dude, hey, dude, dude where's my car director, correct? I don't know. Okay. So it, it might have been, it might have been, yeah, it might have been a new director for the Guantanamo, the newer Harrigan Kumar film, so I don't know. But if so, it'll be a madcap romp. Oh, it sure will. And don't forget <laughs> what we reported in the last podcast. 3D. Please remind us. 3D. Oh, oh right. I almost forgot. <laughs> so you're now Gee. up to date on that project as well. If, if we didn't tell you about it, uh, then it's it's just an unpr- unfounded rumor. And don't believe it. All right. All right. I have a couple more tidbits of news. Does anyone want to hear those? Sure. Of course. That's why we're here. <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Keep in mind, these, this is news from the world of Hollywood that we here at Blue Zone Films think you've got to know. So and yet you asked us you first. You've got to know. You've got to know. It. With Brian Lennon. But he, you respect your opinion enough to let us not have the option to hear That's right. It That's right. I'm not going to force my news upon anyone. <clears throat> this is hot off the electronic presses. That's right. And I do have to say... If you're one of the seven subscribers that canceled our show over the past week, <laughs> no. you're not hearing this. You've got to resubscribe because you've got to know this news. Uh, that doesn't. That sentence doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen up. We want to be back to our total number of subscribers that we were at. You know, if we tell you what the number is, you're going to be unimpressed and it's laugh. 13. So we're not going to say it. Fifteen. Thir- oh, fifteen. Fifteen. But we dropped this week to eight. All right. The first bit of news I want to tell you guys about. Legendary Pictures, a studio whose work we enjoy, oh, yeah. Night, some other movies, has just acquired the rights to do a remake of Godzilla. Now, of course, you immediately think of the the last American version of Godzilla, yep. which was pretty god-awful. But keep in mind, the folks at Legendary Pictures assure us they want to do it in the most authentic manner possible. Mm. Mm-hmm. What say you, my friends? I say... That's a lot of reboots. There have been a lot of Godzilla reboots over the years. Yeah. And I'm not sure. The Authentic only would re- require Raymond Burr, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was in the first one. Mm. The only Godzilla movie I would want to see is if he's fighting another giant monster. I l- yep, I love when he fights. I don't want to see him like attacking Tokyo or New York or whatever. I want to see him fight a monster. Yeah. If the, they're going to do it classic style. In the... Ferris Bueller Godzilla movie, 
did Godzilla make little <laughs> Godzillas? Like, give birth to little yeah, Godzillas? Yeah, yeah, he did. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, they were everywhere. And they were slipping around on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a terrible movie. Yeah, that was really bad. Maybe Godzilla that could only blow smoke rings too. That was pretty. Oh, that no, was that cartoon. was pretty bad. Godzuki. No, it was, no. And oh, Godzuki. Oh man, I thought I remembered a cartoon on Saturday morning. Cartoons. Oh, there definitely is. Of like a baby Godzilla. Godzilla and baby Godzuki. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I do remember that from my um, my childhood. I watched a lot of quality programs. Um, another bit of news I have for you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if this is actually the guy's name or why I wrote this. And it's I wrote Paul W. S. Anderson. Yes, Paul Anderson. Resident Evil director. <laughs> yeah, uh, director of Event Horizon and Resident Evil. Um, I learned that he is going to be directing the new Buck Rogers movie, which for the past couple months had been rumored to have gone to Frank Miller. But evidently the disappointing movie The Spirit caused them to reconsider. Ah, that is very good. So, very good idea. <clears throat> Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson is now directing Buck Rogers, written by the pair of writers that wrote Iron Man and that have recently just turned in a, um, a script to reboot the Highlander franchise. So now it won't be black and white with red tints on it? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, All right. Hooray. <laughs> Someone needs to punch Frank Miller in the mouth. Frank Miller. <laughs> Frank, we, we love you, but <clears throat> go draw a comic book. Yeah. It's very sad. I mean, but if he does get get involved with the right person, apparently he can make a good movie. Oh yeah, but so uh, he just can't make a second good movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you know anything more about Buck Rogers? Yeah, is it going to be? I mean, that's that's a that's a good reboot. That is a good reboot. Um, I mean, you know, to me, Buck Rogers is always going to be Gil Gerard, but I'm willing to give this a shot. What if it's a girl? Uh, let's not be ridiculous. Sarah. Well, I know. Kid centric. I don't know. I would think with the director with those credentials, uh, not maybe not. Probably so much. not. Not if Paul W. Anderson is yeah. doing it. Probably. It seems like it might be like an edgy dark film. I, I don't know about that. But it won't be as edgy and dark as if Frank Miller were doing it, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. I mean, the last one was pretty cartoony, and uh, and yeah. out and out there. So uh, uh, just a mishmash of all kinds of terrible things. <laughs> Luke, you enjoy questions. I do. <laughs> Please ask me one right now. All right, I have a question for you. Okay. Is Megan Fox the new Red Sonia? That's what I hear. Um, I hope not, though. I hate Megan Fox. Really, what not, does it wait, matter? I don't know why I care. I don't care about Red Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the disgraceful to the valuable Red Sonia <laughs> oh, franchise. <laughs> Megan Fox is the worst choice to be playing that character. Why did Rose McGowan drop oh, out? No. <laughs> what are they doing to Red Sonya? Red Sonya is so good. They're messing with something beautiful. TC, I've never seen a Megan Fox movie that didn't suck. Seriously. What, what about Jennifer's Body? Jennifer's Body was the worst movie <laughs> I've seen in a decade. That was god awful. Was that her Except fault, though? Except for Give the girl some a of chance. the Jean-Claude Van Damme ones you've seen recently. No. Nope. Are you Von kidding? Van Damme never made a movie worse than Jennifer's Body. Um, market now. How long? How far people. are we into this podcast? How, how twenty-three many? minutes and twenty-one 23 seconds. It took twenty-three minutes for me to get to the absolute truth of the universe. That's that's <laughs> it right there. You at least is greater than MF. I'm, well, I'm going to MF. No, I'm going to continue this argument because right. I'd like to bring up the fact that you at least 
finished watching Jennifer's body, and I can I had think to because I was at the movies with someone who didn't want to leave. Uh-huh. Brian, I like questions, but I also like asking them. Yes. If you had to have sex with either Megan Fox or John Claude Van Damme, are we really going here? <laughs> really, Sarah? You introduced us I to the blue zone. I, that's right, Sarah. You took us into the blue zone. That's now where we are. I operating. was making a pun. I'm going to shock the world right now. 25 minutes into the podcast, let's do it. Say, I would rather have sex with Megan Fox. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. What? You're a son of a bitch. I, I, I just I just so everyone that's listening knows, I saw a little glint of lying. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see I could see that left eye twitching a little bit when he said it. Yeah, you looked up into the whichever direction it is right. that lie people lie. <laughs> you looked at that direction. <laughs> <laughs> you are a liar, sir, and I do not believe you said that. I remember that movie. <laughs> I want to read you something. <laughs> uh, they right. recently asked. Kenneth Branagh, director Kevin, Kevin Kenneth Branagh, who was sir? years and years ago. Isn't he a sir now? He is a sir. I don't know. I believe he is a sir. Uh, All right. Director of Frankenstein. He mm. gave us the movie. Yeah, director of Frankenstein, which and I Hamlet. enjoyed. Dead Again, I thought was Ham- incredible. Hamlet, I liked, a lot. I liked Hamlet a lot, actually, his version. Oh, yeah, that was good. But right now, he's... Other than the ending. He's in Harry Potter 2. Comics' Thor movie. He's helming it. I, I heard about that. Yeah. What? He's the director Thor? of Thor. And I'm happy about Thor, but that is weird. They asked yep. him... Los Angeles Times did an interview with him and asked him about the process of fusing scenes from the mystical realm of Asgard with modern-day Earth and, mm. and how he was doing mixing the, the Norse gods with contemporary times and stuff. And this is what he said. Oh, boy. <laughs> Listen to what he said. Okay. I'm listening. Inspired by the comic book world pictorially and compositionally at once, we've tried to find a way to make a virtue and a celebration of the distinction between the worlds that exist in the film but absolutely make them live in the same world. It's about finding the framing style, the color palette, finding the texture and the amount of camera movement that helps celebrate and express the differences and the distinctions in, in these worlds. If it succeeds, it will mark this film as different. The combination of the primitive and the sophisticated, the ancient and the modern, I think that potentially is the exciting fusion the exciting tension of the film. It's Marvel Comics. <laughs> People just want to see, they want to see Mickey Rourke break a racing car and have with a whip. That doesn't even make sense to 70% of the people that read Marvel Comics. I stopped listening when you, <laughs> no, after like the so second sentence. You stopped listening two minutes into the podcast. That's true. But he's he's bringing his what? Shakespearean style to Thor. He's bringing his A game to a B movie what he's doing oh. well oh uh, hey man i don't know about this b movie stuff this is the mighty thor <laughs> <laughs> by odin's beard sarah what are you talking about uh-huh yeah how many comics old have you read old one i would not be happy that you said that i think loki made you say that tc's <laughs> only defending thor because he's some sort of viking guy hey oh yeah tc does like vikings well you know and then that's that's why uh, not I enough like to go Brett see Favre, a 98 percent approved Great movie, How to Train Your Dragon, which is all about Vikings, but he is snubbing the fantastic Vikings, film that that is. Stereotypic, stereotyping Vikings in a uh, fantasy world is not what I call Vikings. Oh, exactly. W- what's the stereotype, so, mister? I haven't seen the movie. I'm going to say they stereotype Vikings based on a two-second preview that I saw. They wear fur. They have horn hats. They look that's like not, stereotypical Vikings. Style. Come on. That's, that's not style. Viking style. That's just Vikings. when you lived in Norse... 
When I lived in, you're right. <laughs> Not you specifically. Okay. <laughs> Living in Norse culture, Norse culture at that time, when a young man would reach the age of 12, in a ceremony that was performed to, to illustrate that he was growing into adulthood, they gave him the horned helmet, which then they would wear for the rest of their lives. That's a fact. It's a fact. Yes, it is. So you can't dispute. <laughs> Brian, you're stereotyping from. Vikings. <laughs> Did you ever see that guy on the sideline of the football games? Yes. That's really how Vikings look. I know. Ragnar? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm. Got a question for you, Brian. That was a very, <laughs> seri- that was a very serious statement. <laughs> Never mind. I don't have a question. All right, Rod, do we, you read the Thor comic book? Because I know you read. You like us. You read a lot of comics. I do. And um, are you excited about the Thor movie? I, I, I enjoy it. So far, I've enjoyed most of uh, all the Marvel movies, just from a pure childlike pleasure that I derive from watching them. I myself, I think I've only purchased two issues of Thor in my whole life. For some, even though I have a crazy number of comics, I never got into Thor. But I know, like uh, in the '80s, when Walt Simonson did the book, that was supposed to be pretty, pretty good. And uh, like, who's who's working on it now? Do you remember off, off the top I, of your head? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Wasn't Stravinsky doing it for back. a while? No, actually, it is Stravinsky now. Oh, okay, he's doing yeah. it now? He is. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not the pianist. <laughs> what do we think about Stravinsky here at the Blue Zone uh, HQ? Violinist, pianist, or? Uh, the creator of Babylon 5. I have no opinion because I never saw that once in my life. So I love TC, anything? Uh, I'm mute. I think he wrote the movie Ninja Assassin. Okay, I don't like him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty good comic. He's right? on par. Wait, are you saying John Michael Straczynski? <laughs> so yeah, like, oh, that guy. Am I saying Straczynski? Oh, I said, said Straczynski. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah. Is, um, that I'm is not, not the same Straczynski. For the most part. I, I read a couple comics of his. I don't even remember what it's called, but it was like a standalone graphic novel we did. I can't remember, but I wasn't a fan, and I, Spider-Man stuff didn't. Was impress it Midnight me. Nation? Yes. Oh, I love Midnight Nation. Do you have that? I have that. <laughs> That's a great book. It is a. Great I don't book. care what Luke says. <laughs> it's not my favorite book. You may have introduced like me to that. Somebody told me to read that. I, did. I think that was you. I, I love that. that. I don't even remember what it was about. So that's how much I liked it. You should reread. I not remember. You should revisit it now that you've been uh, reading more comics. All right, let me re borrow it. Well, I've always <laughs> re borrow. I will. I'm going to bring us back. I mean, at least to the the main main subject. All right. Um, I've always yeah with with Kenneth Branagh Vikings. All right. I've always been impressed by his visual style, at least in his movies to begin with. Oh yeah. So so if he can bring at least his A game for the visuals, I think that's going to carry it through no matter what. I mean, if you're if you're looking at if you're looking up and you see Thor and it's just like awesome fight scenes and awesome visuals and he's. You know, he's up in Asgard partying, and then he's down and down on down on the earth, and you know, sort of a mixture of medieval and and modern sensibilities. It's just gonna rock. Yep. Just hopefully, there's not like a scene that ruins the movie at the very end, like he does in every one of his films, <laughs> throwing what? a saber thirty what, feet. What I like about at the end of Hamlet. What I like about Branagh is, is he takes a classic, terrible, and he changes it completely and makes it hilarious, which is what he did with Frankenstein. Let me just the ending. No, he did more than the ending. I watched Frankenstein at the same time as reading it. Yeah, it's a lot different. You, well, no, you no, sat it's, it's there watching different. the movie yeah, as you. Re- I had the book and, and in you. front of me, <laughs> and I was paging through, finding the multitasking. Scene. Like, oh, this isn't in there. But oh, he turned Helena's or Helena Bonham Carter or whatever Tim Burton's wife. She was in it. He turned her into a zombie, and he's making out with this zombie. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> What's hilarious? It was hilarious. But but it, but no no I mean like the movie itself was good until the very end right? The movie I mean the movie's entertaining but it's not what my point is he takes a work of literary fiction and completely changes it and makes it something different. I, I disagree. I think I think I, I think he he, he yes. did a pretty he did he, pre- <laughs> he, did, he did a much more accurate version than than what has been done before. Okay, wow. You need to watch that movie again. No, no, I no, no. I mean, I mean, it it, it, as far as far as going in the spirit of things, he went in the spirit of the novel. He did. He, there's a lo- there's an actual love story in there, where there wasn't a love story before. In the, well, in the old well, Frankensteins. I'm, not, I'm just... not even comparing it to any other versions. I'm just saying what what he did with it is not at all like the book, really. I mean, I mean there's, the there's... character's the same. Look, it, it may be very dissimilar from the book, but in a lot of ways it's exactly like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I know. I, see, I was, I was tracking with you. All right. I, I think you're right, though. If the general... Uh, Joe average person goes to see a, a Marvel Comics movie. If it's exciting and there's great fights and it's visually cool, they're going to leave 100% satisfied. If it hap- you, you go to a comic book movie expecting to be entertained, and if it happens to be really well, well written like Dark Knight, well, that's a plus, but it's not necessary. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. You go to a comic book movie thinking it's going to be Daredevil, but if it turns out to be Dark Knight, you're happy. <laughs> Hey, Ooh. I enjoyed Daredevil. Oh. I'm one of few that actually enjoyed Daredevil, <laughs> but I enjoyed Ghost Rider too. Oh my! Well, yeah, but I enjoyed Ghost Rider. I think everybody did. I didn't even see that. The hundred and hundred and whatever sixty million dollars it made in two weeks. It made that much. Money. <laughs> it made a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe not that much in two weeks, it but it. Much, but, um, but it made like sixty thousand, sixty million the first week. <clears throat> all right, that's all our news. <laughs> I guess we should um, think about getting going. We don't we don't want to overstay our welcome. We have some board games to play, which is why the exciting board is a games to late. play, just like an exciting exciting day today. That's right. We had a on good Blues day. and Films, and I want to thank the crew here for letting me sit in. This is my first time sitting in with this group, although I've sat in with them on board games in the past. So who knows? I may pop in again once in a while. I want to uh, do a pick from the past for you. Here's a challenge right. for you. This is a movie that goes back. It's color. It has Angela Lansbury, Lansbury Basil Rathbone, and Danny Kaye. And uh, it's a movie called uh, The Court Gesture. So I would ask you to go out and try to find that movie. Good, wholesome fun. Um, wholesome we'll have fun. To Doesn't he in. know we're in the blue zone right now? I know <laughs> we are in the blue zone. <laughs> Whether you're in, in the blue zone or you're not, <laughs> you can only tell the dark from the light. So once in a while, you have to see it from the other side. So that's my pick from the past for you guys. We're gonna, so we're recommending a double feature night. If you, have, if you have time in your hands, do a double feature of The Court Jester and pay back the director's cut. Absolutely. Yeah, but you can find the double DVD at Walmart. <laughs> yep. That would be even better. <laughs> That would be excellent. So let's go round robin real fast just in case anybody has something they need to get out before we uh, take off. Anything we need to promote, hype, anything. TC, go! (laughs) Promoting. uh, Nothing. I got nothing. Uh, All right, well, my friend Josh is getting married next week, so getting the word out there. (laughs) Promote that. (laughs) Good, good wedding. Should be good. Should be. 
That's that's what I'm promoting. All right, all right. Promoting marriage. I'm promoting Josh's wedding over uh, Sarge and the Invisible Man podcast. We haven't done one in a while. All right. TC doesn't seem into it anymore. What? What are you talking about? It'll be back. You've never, you never call me, man. Luke, that's something uh, you can you never call me about the podcast. Our fans know that we're always going to come back with more. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Isn't that what you said? And we'll be coming back with more. That's right. Luke, I, I didn't want to do this on the air. I'm trying to phase him out. <laughs> I'm not promoting something when he's you part of it. Phase out, Sarge. <clears throat> he's the the beginning of the name, oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna replace him with someone. <laughs> Sarah, anything we uh Canada, anything like that? Oh yeah. Oh Canada. <laughs> I got nothing else really. All right. I'd like to plug uh Newville Drive in is open now. First uh, night was on Friday. Oh two, very cool. Two films for seven dollars, first run films where I got to see the two wonderful films that I got to witness, but Iron Man's coming, and uh, A-Team's coming, and Robin Hood's coming, so keep your eyes peeled. Good hamburgers, good french fries. It's on the FM radio, so that's my plug. I do enjoy drive-ins. I haven't been in a while, but I like going to them. It's pretty good to see two movies for $7. It is. In the privacy and comfort of your own motor vehicle. Yep. You don't have someone behind you the whole movie talking, unless, of course, you take someone with you who talks during the whole movie. Indeed. Uh, the only thing I want to promote is, once again, our Facebook site. Uh, friend us on Facebook, Blue Zone Films. You can watch our movies, do all that stuff, post us little notes about how much you love us. Um, if you're one of those seven people that dropped our podcasts, I'd recommend that you pick those back up because your iPod is screaming out saying, fill me, fill me with crap. And I guess that's about it. So let me click my fingers. The Pesh Mode music has just started. So enjoy that as we go, uh, as we fade out.